Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization expert, Tim Ash, is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome back, loyal listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And this week, my guest is Hunter Boyle. He's the uh, Senior uh, Business Development Manager for Email Powerhouse A. Weber. Uh, welcome to the show, Hunter. Thanks, Tim. Great to talk with you. Appreciate the invite. Yeah, you bet. So for those of our listeners that aren't familiar with A. Weber, just kind of tell us, I know you you know, you know do business development for them, but just more broadly, what A. Weber does and uh, why you care about conversion. Uh, well, sure. AWeber is obviously an email service provider that we have a ton of different fantastic clients around the world, over 120,000, uh, primarily bloggers, digital marketers, and some optimizers. A lot of your show guests um, are folks that we count as clients as fr- and friends, um, and we make it very easy for digital marketers to grow their audiences with one of the number one marketing tools, email. Okay, but so you said that one of your segments is actually optimizers. I mean, what's what's the connection between an email service provider and conversion rate optimization? How do you see that? Ah, well, there are quite a few, actually. One of the big ones is when it comes to, let's say, list growth and kind of growth hacking, uh, we've been very well known as a, a tool for folks in that space. So you've got optimizers from Rich Page. We use us. Um, we have very good integrations with services like Lead Pages, Optimize Press. Uh, we work very well with the folks at Unbounce. So there are a lot of different ways that people in the conversion optimization space work with our tool and our product. In fact, we had several um, speaking at our Send Summit recently. Uh, Witch Test One is one of our great clients. So there are a number of different conversion-related services that work with us as you know, clients, and then a lot of these relationships go back to my time with marketing experiments um, and some of the folks that we worked with back there who are in the conversion optimization space that use our tool for what they're doing on the email marketing side. Okay, so, you know, you, you do have conversion chops going back, like you say, to your marketing experiments days as well. So, uh, but what you're Even saying for, is that yeah. in, for content management systems, you have specific hooks and integrations so that they can do lead capture and build their list and uh, form fill stuff like that, right? Yes, we have a ton of different integrations. And when it comes to landing pages and list building through web forms, through other types of services, where do you put those emails when you collect them? A lot right. of people choose AWeb. So let's uh, okay. So let's let's talk about that interface between an email that you send out and the landing page you end up on. Um, do you, I, you know, I have a chapter in my book called "The Seven Deadly Sins of Landing Page Designs." Are there any very common problems that you see uh, when people send out emails in terms of what happens when they get to the landing page? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you probably cover a lot of them in the deadly sins. One of the ones that we often talk about uh, is relevance, right? So matching the message and the vehicle to obviously the destination and how that flow goes from whether it's talking about the email side through to a landing page and the cost to action on there or vice versa, landing page into email back to either another product pitch or a free trial or whatever is on the other end of that conversion cycle. Um, maintaining 
that common thread. Some folks in the space call it scent. Um, you know, but in general, keeping that attention span, using urgency, keeping relevance and those key elements together throughout the process, using a strong call to action. Um, you know, those are, are just some of the keys that keep popping up over and over again. It's very Okay, easy. so let's see. So basically what you're saying is uh, whatever the email says, whatever promise it makes, you have to continue that and to uh, deliver on that promise on the landing page. So you mentioned relevance, matching yeah. visitor intent, uh, yeah. information sent. expectations and then deliver on them. Okay, so and, and uh, what happens if you don't? What I mean, what are the common issues? I, I know a lot of the email people kind of work separately from the web developers or the landing page creators. What kind of problems does that create? That's true. Well, it creates a disconnect, and I mean, obviously, the problem that's going to create is lower conversion rates, right? Higher bounce rates, or what is in effect going to kill your sales funnel. Right? If you're sending people to, uh, you know, to a page from an email that either doesn't have a compelling offer, it doesn't make that connection with the expectations that are set, you're not going to get the sales. You're not going to get the trials or the, you know, the leads, whatever your intended conversion aspect is. And then, and then your salespeople are pissed at you because they're saying, well, you're sending us crap leads all the time it's, right? And because they came there with a completely different purpose. I always uh, use the analogy of, you know, if you put free sex as your email headline, people will click on that. <laughs> but if you take them to a page that sells vacuum cleaners, uh, you're not going to get very good response rates. They're big bounce, yeah. yeah. Well, bounce. unless, you know, you're into some kinky vacuum cleaner sex, but anyway, sorry, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to touch that funnel at all. <laughs> you're not going to touch that funnel. Huh? I'm not even sure where you're going with that, Tim, but yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, so matching visitor intent is, is very important. Is there anything about just uh, on the landscape of deliverability? Because we think, okay, here's our email, we craft it. I know there's a, a bunch of technical factors. I don't want you to get too geeky on us, but um, you know, how do you make sure that the most emails are seen. Are there a couple of quick uh, guidelines or things to avoid? Uh, I mean, so here's the thing that it really comes down to for me, and it's not really technical at all. It, it goes into what you put into your email is really going to be a reflection of your content and your brand, right? So it has to be compelling. There's a whole lot of talk about engagement, and you know, it's a word that's been sort of beaten to death. But quite frankly, if you're sort of sending um, you know, straightforward, quote-unquote, vanilla or, or just sort of repetitive, dull emails, you're not going to get anybody excited for uh, emails, whether it's a newsletter, whether it's a promotion, something like that. I mean, if it's good, valuable information, that's great, but it takes more than that these days to really stand out. You really need to have a compelling edge, and you need to have something that gets people really interested and makes those emails memorable. It's what I like to call make every email a gift, right? People should be looking forward to reading an email from you when they see it pop up in the inbox. So using your from lines, your subject lines, all that is good. But I think of what, a 5, 10, 15% open bounce on, uh, on any given email or open rate lift on any given email that's nice, but what you really want to do is kind of create that same type of expectation we were talking about with landing pages whenever people get an email from you. So you really have to make efforts to make those emails special. 
Okay, well, well, special is nice, and but and, and you know something that people look forward to, but it's not like uh, I mean it's it's really hard to imagine, <laughs> given the the flood of emails that we get that uh, we really actually just really want yours. Uh, so, any specific tips on how to do that before we take it out to break here in a minute? Yeah, and so I'll just I'll make it real easy to visualize. I'll give you an example. I, I think that what the folks at AppSumo do with their emails is a really good example. I like to use them um, in presentations. Uh, you know, the founder, Noah Kagan, has a pretty good handle on connecting with audiences, uh, and he's got some great stories about growing the email list significantly. So part of that is pop-up-based and making those emails really prominent. But what keeps that list growing and keeps it from churning is people come to expect certain emails that have, like, really good content, have a personal angle to them, and there are some surprises in there, right? So if you look at what AppSumo does with its email list, while they're basically kind of a product-driven email list with sales and offers on different uh, services and some SaaS products, uh, every now and then they will throw in a curveball, for you know, lack of a better term, that has just a free giveaway or kind of a you know nice surprise element, right? So when they give back and they listen to the folks in their audience, it makes that connection stronger with the people that are on the other end, not just list names, not just data points, and those become the kind of emails that people gravitate to. They've grown their list to over 750,000 in, I think, uh, uh, you know, just over two years, and that's a great example of how it has nothing to do with even the technology, and the design has looked the same for about two years, but the content that they put into it that's what really makes a big difference in getting those not just signups but those sales conversions. Okay, well, well, well let's come back uh, and, and explore that a little more after our break. We'll be back in two minutes after a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Uh, this week, my guest is Hunter Boyle, the Senior Business Development Manager for AWeber. Uh, Hunter, before the break, we were talking about kind of uh, making emails relevant and, and exciting and useful. So it sounds like basically the point is utility. It's to have something that's educational, is, is that a, in the broadest sense of that word, uh, you know, don't talk about yourself. Talk about uh, problems you might be able to help me with. Does that sound like a, a good recap of what you were saying? Um, not exactly. I mean, that's close. That uh, that certainly can be a factor, but I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing. Um, if you do, if you do it right, you can certainly talk about yourself and talk about personal experience. It's actually. Um, it's one that I find a lot of emails are sort of doing now, and the ones that kind of do it well add that personal approach. We've always seen from kind of an internet and digital marketing standpoint, the personal approach to emails, you know, the signature, the PS letter, even plain text, things like that, can perform extremely well. They can outperform HTML and, and uh, you know, compact design emails um, by a great degree, but I think that people are really looking to see emails coming from a real person on the other end, right? Okay. So, All right. So basically, like, so when you say pers- a real person, so also it sounds like there's a component of storytelling or testifying or per- right. relating from personal experience, writing in a more conversational tone. Is that kind of the gist of it? That is exactly the gist of it. And you can kind of see examples of this. Um, you know, we've talked for a long time in, in this space about not using a, a do not pro, a do not reply from email, email address, right? Or um, you know personalization mistakes, dear you know first name in brackets, things like that. Things that put up barriers <laughs> between the sender and the recipient, right? If you're thinking about email, the emails that we are most uh, looking forward to are, I mean, they're the same as the social feeds, right? They're the people that we know and that we trust, whether it's family, whether it's relatives, whether it's you know. Uh, we look forward to connecting with people, not just kind of uh, updates or you know lead gen or sales things. So I mean, obviously, email is a little bit different because when you're signing up for um, an email list after you've purchased a product, right, or you want to know about the next um, vacation deals from Jetsetter.com or something like that, um, you know, you have a goal in mind. But what a site like, say, Jetsetter as an example will do for email is it'll be a more casual tone. It'll be a little bit more conversational. It'll kind of fit with the brand, um, and it might not be quite as uptight. Uh, you know, there's an incubator space in New York that I think does a good job with this as well. It's called the Alley uh, in NYC, and, and, you know, their emails just have a very personal approach. They're kind of humorous uh, they get, you know, they get a little saucy sometimes, for lack of a better word, feisty maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they throw in some animated GIFs, uh, I guess GIFs, I guess the founder wants to call it. Um, but, you know, they spice it up a little bit and they have fun with it. It gives you something to kind of look forward to 
in your inbox, even if not every single email is going to be relevant. Okay, so so the, I mean, there's definitely kind of a uh, you know, basically you want the email itself to be like you said, well, maybe entertaining is uh, is maybe too much of a of a, of a word, but uh, certainly, but engaging is not enough. Like you say, that's trite and overused at this point. Uh, so, so finding that balance of editorial tone of um, kind of voice, if you will, yeah, that that makes it approachable. Yeah, interest in the offer, interest in the tone and the copy, or you know the graphics. Like I said, uh, you know an animated gift, something that kind of pops out and makes a little surprise. Those things are all great. Okay, well, let's switch gears to the the landing page itself. You know, one of the things that uh, you know we hear is that people open up their emails pretty much. I mean, the, the dominant thing that they're doing on phones is opening their emails, right? right? So does that pretty much mean that every link out of your email should be a mobile-optimized page? Uh, I would say that, I mean, at this point, seriously, if, if, um, you know, if it's a site or a landing page that is not set up for mobile, um, you really need to take a look at it as we go into 2015. Like you said, there are so many of us that are using email by and large, on our phones. And, you know, we still use them on laptops and at work, but there's so much email getting opened on mobile phones that the email has to look right and the pages or destinations that they're pointing to absolutely have to look right as well. Okay, so anything about the email design itself to make it more mobile-friendly? Oh, definitely. Um, One is, I mean, as far as being responsive, hold on. (coughs) Time out one second there. Hold on. Hey, you got to stop smoking those two packs a day. <laughs> I know. Damn Swisher sweets. <clears throat> All right. Sorry. Throat was getting a little dry here with the cold. Uh, so, so we're talking about uh, how to make uh, the emails themselves more mobile friendly. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, there are a few things that need to be done as far as keeping emails mobile friendly. One is... <clears throat> either a responsive template of some sort and making sure that the content has enough space to breathe on a phone. So what looks particularly good with phones is a little bit of extra white space because if people are going to be expected to read it, you're going to want to have the font large enough and legible, but you're also going to want to have room for people to use the quote-unquote fat fingers for going to any links that you might be including, right? So using uh, image-appropriate links and call-to-action buttons that stand out in those types of emails are very important, not kind of jamming two- or three-column formats necessarily unless they're going to respond. Okay, so, so as a rule, you know, probably single-column format, right, mm-hmm. um, in larger fonts. Uh, so if you, you, know, it's, you won't die if on your desktop you read something in 14-point font. On a phone, it's pretty much a necessity if you're gonna, yeah, it's going to be right. legible, right? Uh, yeah. And then uh, the calls to action, you know, one of the things I hate the most is trying to click on a link and then you have to confirm that you want to click on it instead of cut and paste it. So is it better to have buttons as your calls to action or graphics and, and try to kind of not have text hyperlinks inside of paragraph text? Uh, I wouldn't say that you can't have uh, linked text, but you just want to make sure, again, and this goes back to the font issue, that it's really clear, right? So if you're using a highly stylized email with, um, you know, like gray text and links that aren't underlined, mm-hmm. those can be completely glossed over. 
So, I mean, make, make it more obvious, make it, you know, the blue underlined kind of link, even though it may be look a little dated, but at least it's, it's clear that you can click on it. At least, even if it's not, you know, even if it's not 1998 Netscape Word, uh, you know, Word is in blue and, and underlined, using an underline or bold or some other kind of design signifier that lets people know, plus the call to action language, um, but giving that a little space to breathe, which is another thing, you know, you don't want to have long, chunky paragraphs on mobile because it's going to look overwhelming. So mm-hmm. if you have, you know, if you have line wrap and you have really thick paragraphs, you're going to want to find ways to break those up and you're going to want to have the calls to action standing a little bit more alone so that people can get right into them so that they not just see them, but they can sort of click on those without getting into, like you said, kind of a, a, you know, a, clink tra- a click trap where they're not sure if this is where it's supposed to be or they have to zoom in to find the link, that kind of thing. Right, right. So you know, none of that pinch and zoom business. Mm. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, if we're talking about that, and so, so let's transition out of the email itself, and uh, after the break as well, we'll talk a, a little more about you know what's the landing page experience and how it should connect to that. Um, and I actually understand that, uh, but there's a part of your sorted past that I want to explore. As I understand it, you're a, a good for nothing, you know, tagger in Philly. Yo, yeah. So that's not exactly okay. Well, well, no need to defend yourself now. You can do it in two minutes after a word from our sponsors. Hang on, let me grab a can. I'll be right back. All right. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. My guest is Hunter Boyle, the Senior Biz Dev Manager for AWeber. Hunter, 
Yeah. Uh, you're, you're just like one of those like, you know, gang affiliated taggers, aren't you? No, sir. No, that's not, that's not at all what I would call myself for, um, for several years. I was what's commonly known as a graffiti artist. So there's a slightly different slant on that type of thing. And, <laughs> okay, uh, let's hear it. Well, I mean, I don't think it's a, probably a surprise to anybody in your audience. If it is, I'm not sure where they've been living. But uh, graffiti art has been around for quite some time. Sort of the golden age was in the uh, early to mid-80s around the Northeast Corridor um, between Philadelphia and New York and up and around the Northeast a little bit more. So I started uh, probably around mm, mid-80s and continued into the early 90s with pieces that were everywhere from New York to Amsterdam, throughout Philadelphia, and uh, even in New Orleans. Um, so it's yeah. not – yeah, I'd be happy to share some photos with you. I'm, this is kind of an audio-only broadcast, but I'd be happy to point uh, some photos out for you. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, I was just in Berlin uh, last week running my conversion conference, and mm -hmm. uh, it was the 25th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. There's some sections of it still standing and uh, my my cover art on uh, on Facebook right now is this really nasty. Uh, well, it's a great mural of a really nasty kiss between Eric Honecker, the East German head, and <laughs> and uh, Leonid Brezhnev, the head of the USSR at the time. Nothing grosser than to see two commie leaders kissing. <laughs> let me tell you that, especially that's, on that large scale. Yeah, uh, and, that and, didn't and, make the Airbnb commercial, did it? <laughs> not exactly. No. Uh, all right. Well, well, back to the world of landing pages. Um, yeah. So. So one of the so you have your email. It's mobile optimized. You figured out how to you know get someone to click over to the page. So again, once that transition to the page uh, has happened, uh, what are the keys there to make sure that there's no disconnect? What are some quick tips? So obviously, the landing page. You know, we talked about this at the top of the show. Has to be relevant and continue the experience. So that page needs to be mobile responsive as well. If you're using an overlay or lightbox or pop-up window. Uh, please turn it off for that page. Make sure that the destination pages you're pointing to have that off. I've I've actually clicked through a couple of mobile-friendly emails and gotten to a mobile-unfriendly page. And then two <laughs> seconds two seconds in, uh, there's a pop-up window asking me to sign up for the email. So that's funny because you came from an email. Hmm. Exactly. So do your due diligence and make sure that you know if you're directing traffic that way that all of your you know pieces in the puzzle line up right so the well, so, I mean the page you send them to should be dedicated for that email blast either through some kind of redirect or parameters you like you say you should know that they're coming from an email at the very least right if you have the content set up yeah depending on what that email is just make sure that that is locked down because I mean think of that experience that you're doing there's you know an example I used from uh, gold star Right, you know the uh, Gold Star. They sell uh, tickets to art and theater and shows at a discount. Um, you know, I got a Gold Star email with a show that I was really interested in checking out in New York. So I clicked through, and not only is um, uh, the page itself not a landing page for the show, but a pop-up comes up that asks me if I want to rate. Um, I think it was their site or something like that. And it was from a scale of 1 to 10, and it was a horizontal pop-up box with a, a radio button for each number from 1 to 10. I had to scroll three across on the iPhone to get to the little Xbox to close it out. And then when I did that and closed it out, the page underneath it 
was what? It asked me to download the Gold Star app. So I couldn't even get to find the page where I wanted to get the ticket for the show I wanted to see. Wow. They're trying to so – first they're interrupting you with a customer service experience and then – or to you know, which is useless to you. It's like rate our site, even though you haven't been on it. Okay, and then it's forcing you to download a mobile app because it's now detected that you're on a on a uh, coming from a phone, I presumably, right? Right. So I mean, this is an extreme example, and I actually use this. If anyone wants to see a screenshot of it, the blog post I did for your conversion conference blog uh, a little while ago about pop up windows that actually has that example. I'm not making it up. Nope, no, it's hard. You know, it's, it's tru- a, truth is stranger than fiction, right? Yeah. So if you know, if well-known brands can make these mistakes and these errors, uh, anybody can. So keep an eye on those different factors and make sure that your conversion path, right, your user path and story, are going to be free of those types of obstacles. Okay, so I'm hearing kind of two dominant things come through this whole conversation. Well, three dominant things. So if I could recap them, one would be make sure that your content is itself desirable, engaging, maybe educational in the right editorial tone, whatever you want to say, but that it's, it's, a, it's welcome, right? Yeah. Second yep. is maintain that intent and match the visitor's expectations all the way through from the email to the landing page and any downstream experiences. Yep. And third, if you're not aboard the mobile train, it left the station a while ago, so you better yeah. catch up somehow. Yeah, that's a bullet train now. I mean, <laughs> think about where we are, Tim. It's November 11th. If there's anybody in you know North America, Europe, and and uh, you know developing countries without a mobile smartphone in two months, you know after the holiday season. Uh, I mean, think about how few those people are. Think about how many people you see with a flip phone these days in general, right? Not too many. So, you know, I mean, my mother has an iPhone now, which says pretty much everything. (laughs) Uh, She's not an early adopter of technology, is she? No, no. (laughs) Not exactly. But um, (laughs) so, I mean, if that's the case, then, you know, if you're not, like you said, if you're not on that train, uh, you better get there by December because 2015, that is way out of the station. All right. Well, uh, I'm, you know, we could keep talking for hours, but I'm afraid we're going to have to bring you to a close. If you want to hear fantastic speakers like Hunter, come to our only U.S. show of Conversion Conference for 2015, May 13th and 14th at the Rio. Significantly reduced pricing right now. Newly expanded standalone four tracks. Uh, post-conference workshops so check it out conversionconference.com and loyal listeners uh, we'll see you on the flip side this has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.